Like, hey, what's up, everyone? Whoa. This is Jason Tucker. This is Jason Cooler, episode number 147. Wow, you guys are really excited about this topic today. Today we're going to be I talking blame about... you. Yeah. Today we're, today we're talking about where, where to place the blame when WordPress problems arise. So let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced. We're going to start with George. George, tell us about yourself. Ah, number one out the gates. I am George Stefanis. I like building shiny things for automatic, where I am currently uh, working on WooCommerce. Uh, so, what? Uh, you switched yeah. teams? Uh, temporarily, until my paternity leave, and then in December I'll make my triumphant return with a Jetpack team. Um, nice. Paternity leave. A lot is happening right now. Yeah. Really. being blown. Congratulations. So I'll be back just in time to make it to WordCamp US in Philadelphia. Yay! Yay! Russ, tell us about yourself. <laughs> I kind of okay. I'm big. Um, my name is Russ. I do WordPress stuff. I am lead organizer of WordCamp Vegas. I'm very Ooh. excited about that. Tickets are on sale now. Blah blah blah. And uh, I blame everybody. Awesome. <laughs> Say. Mm. Hi, my name's Say. I'm a little preoccupied because uh, my cat is dying, uh, so I apologize. But um, what about WordPress? What do I do with WordPress? I make WordPress, teach WordPress, um, believe in WordPress, which I want you to know is important. I also blame WordPress for a lot of things that happen in my life. But Do you drama WordPress? No, I do not drama <laughs> WordPress. Like, F that is just... <laughs> All right, uh, hashtag, hashtag... WP no drama. <laughs> all right. Hashtag say drama. Oh, add say read media on all the things. I'm just going to, I had a lot of coffee this morning. What? It's all right. All right. I'm working on it too. Steve, tell us about yourself. I am Steve Zengen. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive and I run the OC WordPress meetup. And tonight will be the Shit, design meetup uh, led by Sarah Weefald right here in our office. Big, more mellow with that intro. Hey, Steve. You like that? It's my DJ yeah. voice. What's up, Steve? <laughs> it's my DJ voice. Steve. It's, my, hey. it's, my, it's my 976 voice. Yeah, it is. Does that even exist anymore? Is that a thing? No. 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 That, that, we have the internet. We <laughs> <laughs> hey, may have the internet, but Steve still got his Atari 2600, all right? <laughs> it's right. That's all I used to call those 800 numbers. Wait, you know what? Never mind. 900 tell numbers. That story. 800 yeah. numbers were just toll no, free. You I know, but you could call those from the bus stop in <laughs> junior high. Okay, this is way too personal. <laughs> Let's just move on. Tell us about Moving yourself. <laughs> Did Hello, you take everybody. a bottle cap and connect it Wait. to the payphone like in War Games? Susette is talking. Sorry. Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank, and I love WordPress, and I am also a teacher with Girl Development, and I'm going to be speaking in WordCamp Salt Lake City about SAS. Which nice. I'm going to be sassy in Utah. Good luck. Sassy in Utah. That's right. Very Just kidding, cool. Utah. Utahns. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog over WPMD.pro and JasonTucker.us. Hashtag the man. I try. I try. So, not like the man in a bad way. That's different. So last week I was not on the show, but there was a, there was a bit of a um, bit of a topic starter at the end of it where uh, Chris was talking about um, kind of where do you place the blame within WordPress? Um, you know, when something happens with WordPress. So George, yeah, Chris Lemma, hashtag that. 
Oh, I thought you were asking. So, 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 so it's like we're going to start this discussion with Steve telling us what the definition of blame is. <laughs> oh, I didn't look it up. Hang on a second. Wait, we need to know. Oh, yes, we do need that. We need, that's I, I think a lot of it's really going to depend on what it is that breaks because no, there is no one point of blame. Blame is the yes, apart from so hashtag George? blame Mason, hashtag blame Obama. Hashtag blame say whatever you really want, but blame is the opposite of praise. It is uh, making negative statements about an individual or group uh, that their action or actions are socially or morally irresponsible. Whoa, uh, I irresponsible. Pretty big word. I blame WP drama. George, why were you so rational right out of the gate? Like, what do we have yeah. now? Nothing. Like, there's nothing. So let's let, actually let's talk about where this comes from, okay? And at least in my opinion, right? I'll I'll get calls from my clients, or I'll get I'll I'll get calls from a friend, and they'll say, you know what? I I I hate this WordPress thing. I can't get it to work, right? I I just can't find my way around, or something's wrong, or I can't get the images to show up, or something, whatever it is. And typically, I'm gonna say, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's not a WordPress problem. It's a, yeah, it's a something else. It's a it's a plugin. It's a something else that was added in. Sorry. My Shane, first no. question is always, are you posted on GoDaddy? <laughs> and pretty much that's just where we go from there. So, and as they say, yes, they call it Mendel and yell at them. The, but the I actually have a really great example of this. Sorry, Steve. The real question when I, when I get this when I get this complaint, I, I ask, okay, what you know, what what's the deal? Let's let's diagnose the problem. What's going on? You mean right? there's not just a one size fits all no. answer for every problem? No, it turns out, yeah, it's weird. Oh, I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. I thought you just reboot. Don't you just reboot? Have you tried turning it off and on again? Control delete. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait. I have a really great example of this. So in in uh, last week, you know, y'all know I see clients, right? So I see them in our increments, and I see people who um, uh, that sounds really bad. I just <laughs> no, that's cool. We're just gonna go with that. You see clients okay. in one hour increments. <laughs> I have a special deal with the hotel. Point being, through the small business development center, I see people, and basically they come to me with pre-made sites. Just stop, just stop. They come to me with pre-made sites, and I don't even can't even know. Okay, point being, someone came to me and they had a developer. I'm gonna, I, I'm not even gonna say developer. I'm not even gonna say developer with quotes. They had a human person, I'm assuming, uh, set up a Veda for them. Okay, so this is I haven't seen a Veda. I, I see it every so often, but I haven't seen it in a while. Talking about Obana. Uh, Avada, Aveda, Avada, Tomato, Tomata. Oh, she um, tries to evade it as much as she can. <laughs> I am Aveda, Avada. By the way, guys, we got a lot of heat about that too. I, I don't know why people like that theme so much. Avada, we got a lot of heat for that. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, like Genesis diehards, but for that, it, it's crazy. Well, anyway, the point being is that um, there is somehow Aveda, Avada got worse. And uh, now, so this site was so jacked. In order to even do like a gallery page, which you know, adding an image gallery is like you know one of the most core built-in functions. WordPress been around for a while. With Jetpack, you can make fancy ones. Shout out George. Um, but point being, this even just their gallery page, they had to they had to like add a row, and they were individually adding these columns for each individual picture. A caption that you set in the media library never showed up. It was the biggest cluster stuff. I had ever seen. And, um, see what nice I did save. Thank you. And uh, uh, they also had this other thing embedded because, you know, 
Veda comes with like 30 sliders. So they had this other thing called Fusion I had never seen before that was like a nightmare. And they're just like, so basically the people came in and they're like, we can't even like do anything. What do we do for this? And I sat there for most of the hour trying to untangle it to do the simplest tasks. It was ridiculous. And they were like, so when I, they first came in, I was like, so what's your site built in? And they're like, WordPress. And then they like rolled their eyes. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Why did you just roll your eyes? And they're like, we can't use it. It's so hard, blah, blah, blah. And then we got in there, and it's a beta, and I'm like, okay, this, this isn't is WordPress. This isn't <laughs> WordPress's fault. This is because you have a crappy developer who lied to you and made this crappy site, and it's a beta, and let's talk about switching so, things. So this, the, that was a I long actually, story. Wow. The, 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 this is, <laughs> that's all right. I, I see these patterns. I've seen these patterns over and over again in, in my career. So I used to be a Shockwave developer, <gasps> developer, right? And I used to get, I used to get clients where I'd go in and I would talk about Shockwave, and they'd say, Shockwave sucks, right? Or Flash sucks. Well, the and they were right, though. Well, no, the truth was... Those were, those were poorly developed fine. websites. It was poorly developed code because there was there was several ways to create Flash and Shockwave code, and the code would crash or, or it would make the browser crash, and that was that was just poor poorly designed code, and that's really that's usually what it comes down to with what we're seeing if somebody can't use WordPress, it's some sort of third party piece that was added, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. some terrible developer who like. Uh, Frankenstein the thing together uh, so that you know you're like basically using Joomla to update your WordPress so, site. So I just inherited a project and I'm not going to name names, but uh, I'm looking at it and it's got name and shame, name it's and got, shame. Nope, it's got twelve. It's got twelve custom post types and it's got twenty nine active plugins for a very simple WordPress site. Okay. Yikes. And, wow. And you keep using that word. I do not think that it means what you think it means. <laughs> Simple or WordPress site? Which one? <laughs> Which one? Yes. So, so, so the, the deal is this: just to just to get something changed on a specific page, they have to jump through so many hoops uh, to 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 make edits. It's it's it it is horrible. It's a horrible experience. And so, if if I if I bought this site, if I was the client, and this is what was delivered to me. I think WordPress sucks. Mm-hmm. I have no yeah. other thing. Well, no, nothing so. to base this on. Well, there's also because of these developers are like, this is WordPress. They don't say, oh, by the way, this is the theme, this is your options, because oh, they're yeah. trying to they're, confuse people and be like, I built you a custom site. Don't worry about that other section over here's there. A, here's a bunch of shitty code I just delivered you. That's what oh. they should do. Hey, I blame Matt Steve. That's so all there's time, to it. Time, Steve, it's time to put a quarter in the swear jar. Oh, I'm sorry. So, so, I'm sorry. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Roy Savon, he, I think he, he said it very well, people use 10 different plugins to piece together a flow to get something to work. And, you know, like, like I feel like a lot of people do that. And it's not that it's wrong. It's just that there isn't, like, really a standard. So you can't really blame people for throwing something together that does that. But I think you could blame them for not educating the right person to do the right thing. I think you could blame them for that. And, and so I think we and sometimes it's important, sorry Jason, sometimes it's important to uh, understand the history of the project, right? Yeah. So a lot of times with inexpensive projects, a client will move from developer to developer to developer, right? And it'll go through three or four oh, developers yeah. and it'll get built organically. So it's really none of those developers fall. Right, they're they're putting a coat of lipstick on a pig each time, each iteration, <laughs> and once it gets that's going to be the final product. It's crap. 
And suddenly, yeah. the final website is using Contact Form 7, Jetpack Contact Forms, Gravity Forms, <laughs> yes. and, and Ninja Forms, all for different things, and you can't deprecate any of them. Nope. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, I've never seen a site that does I, that. Really. I've seen that a lot okay, of times but, where, where yeah. somebody, somebody would be using a large, bloated plugin for one simple function that they could have written in, in a couple of lines of code. Or so you who do we that, blame? You, you I could, blame? I you blame... You just ask George to put that in Jetpack. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I install it just in to December. include the shortcut icon. Yeah. What's that? The fave icon feature in um, the site icon feature in Jetpack. Oh, uh, well, that's in Quora as of four too. Why your site icon has to be 512 pixels square in order to shrink down to a 16 by 16? I didn't get that. I'm like, what is this? What are we doing? Just screwing with people's heads. They're like, it's going to be so just kidding. It's tiny. <laughs> I think they make different versions, but I don't think any of those versions are 512. They're not. Um, it's ridiculous. Look so at that. Like, it's, it's making the rat net. Anyway, that's in anyway. core now, so it's not my problem anymore. Is it really? When did yeah, that happen? That's it's awesome. It's in core as of 4.3. The thing that I wanted to mention for. here is that is that we've talked about it a few times. And I want to make sure that we're not kind of um, uh, blaming the fact that somebody has installed 500 different plugins to be able to make things happen. Because you can very well install 500 plugins, and each one of them is three lines of code. And, that, and most of that those lines of code was the header of it explaining what the plugin does and whatnot. Right. So well, the idea is that you, you can get away with doing a bunch of plugins and have them all right. be installed. But the thing is, is that if you've never used those plugins before and you're just kind of sourcing random plugins, you're like, ooh, this one does this, I'll throw this in here. Then you end up building this monstrosity that you know you, d you didn't need to didn't need to actually. Do. What about the WordPress repository plugin repository? Can we blame that? But, but, We're just but, having well, a, a no. You know, WordPress has been around for what twelve years now. So sometimes yeah. I inherit sites that haven't been updated in five six years, and they just contain plugins that are out of date. They've been deprecated. And, and, and the functionality within that site is just is, is based off of that plugin. It happens. Or about well, the Dreamweaver code. Get, get, getting back to what <laughs> Jason was swap image. Getting back right. to what Jason was saying, I think I, I think the problem is is the first thing we do is we bring on a new client and we say, go pick out a theme and then we pick plugins to work with that theme when we should be picking plugins and then picking a theme to work with those plugins. You know, okay. well, I, 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 I don't know if I agree problem, with that conversation. Me well, neither. That, there's a lot of issues in that conversation, but I think a lot <laughs> so, of the so, issue is... So you're going to your, your, let your client go pick out Aveda no, and then no. sit there and tell me that Aveda is no. the problem. No, who's letting no. their clients pick out themes? The, this the, is the, the problem. The conversation I'm going to have with a client is, what do you want the site to do? Sure, yeah. no, fair right. enough. But, but the person making the site or advising the site should be the person picking out the theme as... Otherwise, what are they even picking on? Like, what are, like, people, this is the problem, I think, with a lot of the theme repositories and theme stuff, is that it's all this marketing text. And so it's like, these people, these users, are, are choosing themes based off of, you know, we're the best, we do this, blah, blah, blah. There's no information, there's no standardization, even in the you remember repository. Remember when I said that last week? But I don't want to, Russ, I don't, yeah, I'm just I, I, I don't want to sure. say that you're wrong. Okay, but here's but you're wrong. But you're no, wrong. No, no, no. no, no, no. Here's, here's the point. Not all not all developers are created equally. So oh, everybody's sure. got a different process. And and once a project goes from one developer to another, they're they're not going to be exactly the same. And, yeah. and if, you, if if you don't refactor 
if the developer's not given yeah, the opportunity yeah. to refactor those old things, you're going to end up with problems. But w- when when you roll to WordCamp and you meet all these new developers or, you know, these new whatever, <laughs> the first thing they do is, oh, well, what theme are you using? Like, I don't care what the theme is. Like, tell me what you're trying to do. But none of them say, here's my problem because I have these plugins. They always blame the themes straight my, off my, the bat. My answer is... My answer to that question is always a single theme, underscores. That's it. No, no, fair enough. I'm using underscores. Yeah. And then 500 plugins. It doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) And then 500 plugins. Well, I think I think the problem here really is is that there is, and I know that there's been a lot of movement in the WordPress community to provide documentation and whatnot, but there really isn't a great source for this kind of like education. And I recommend people to the Linda videos that Morton makes all the time because he's yeah. he's very um, he has a great philosophy on WordPress and he's got that cute accent, so it's easy to listen to. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> to, um, but anyway. Uh, you know, even that, I've had clients come back and they're like, this is too technical. They just need to understand the concept. So they don't even really get what they're choosing when they're choosing a theme unless you educate them and explain, you know, what these things are doing. They think, you know, they get a theme that does all the things and that's what they want. So it's, I think a lot of it in, in, is, an, is an explanation problem and a, a resources problem and education and a lot problem. of it is... is and not explanation problem, but even more based than that, I think we're almost asking the wrong question. We're asking the question of who do we blame when things go wrong? And it's not really a question of blame because most of the time the client, the developer, we don't care whose fault it is. What we care about is what we can do to get it working again. Are you suggesting that the title of this episode was misleading? <laughs> Are you suggesting it was a loaded topic? What? Hashtag blame Mason? Wait, what happened? Hashtag blame Mason! I, 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 I may have had something to do with it. You can blame me. I always blame you. Suzette, you're, well, you're involved in the education space on this whole whole thing. How are you educating the people that are learning how to use WordPress for the first time? Where are you showing them, like, hey, are you going to go pick Aveda? Are you going to go pick some other thing? Like, are you going to sit there with underscores and try to figure out how to do web design while you're trying to put, build a website? Like, where where are you at in that, and how are you kind of explaining that, those types of things to your uh, to your your people that you're educating? Your peeps. Your peeps. Her peeps are. are How do you do are, that? Is that where'd she go? Oh me! I, oh, I, I wasn't. I didn't hear the beginning part. But basically, what I tell them to do is to use a default theme like uh, 2015 and add your content, and then after you have all your content. That's when you can go and look for design. But until you have that content, you really don't know what that's going to look like. And keep it simple, add your content, and then go with it. Yes, and then that way the client (laughs) starts to understand WordPress. And so if they install a theme that's wonky sauce, they'll know, wait, this suddenly isn't as easy as it was five minutes ago. This must be the theme. And then they've also, that's a big thing that I do because then they understand the basics of how things should work the core basics, exactly. which is really that your content is what matters, and then once they've gotten the hang of it, they can add on the bells and whistles, and um, yeah, and nice they can learn from there. Install I, don't install I, any extra functionality until you can actually figure out what WordPress does, like on its own without any plugins. So that's another really, thing I tell people not to do. And then, and then, 
and, and then, then, no, and then, get them to no, write their content first, largely because I, if I had a nickel for every time I saw a client that went out, bought, dropped a hundred bucks on a theme, some money on plugins, hosting, got everything set up, and then just never got around to writing the content and populating it, I would be a very, very rich man. So you'd have at least a dollar. Yeah, <laughs> I would so say you, you would have enough for four Pac-Man put games. Put your time in first. Build your content. Drive your content. Then worry about what it's going to look like because your content should be entirely agnostic from one theme to the other. And so oh, you, you guys have hinted at this a little bit. And 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 here's here's the thing: when a client comes to me or somebody comes to me and they talk about you know WordPress is broken or something's not working, to me that's a perfect opportunity to start educating. Right, start talking about how these things work. What's what could be wrong? And I, I really I start to talk about the decoupling of WordPress between the CMS and the theme. It's the first thing I educate the con the client about is is the back end versus the front end and what those things <laughs> stop 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 what those what those things are and what they mean. Right. So and, like kind of the same conversation that we have with your son. And, and why and why WordPress and why WordPress is better than most other content management systems because they truly are decoupled. Yeah, fair enough. You know all about decoupling. <laughs> stop. That whole thing it was just like I can't even contain myself. Well, that's why that's why Steve's approach is great because just like what George was saying about the uh, having a totally agnostic setup is that Steve can take that plugin or sorry take his theme and install a totally different theme if you wanted to down the road and all of the functionality is still there because the functionality wasn't baked into the theme it was in one of his plugins or the plugins the that he chose to one install. Of the other things, one of the other things I talk about is platforms within platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So if, right. You've got, if you've got Gravity Forms installed or Genesis or Avada, right, those are separate platforms within WordPress. Right? So sure. WordPress is a platform by itself and now you've got a whole other thing that you've installed that may be causing your issue that may have nothing to do with WordPress and I really do designate those as separate platforms so that we can put the blame uh, in the right party, right? Again, you're right, George. Blame's not the right word, but I, I want to at least I, I want to at least talk about what's causing what piece of functionality to break. The reason blame is the right word is because that's how the users think about it. Uh -huh. And and if if we can say, oh, that doesn't matter, but that's the developer perspective. That's the technician perspective who's coming at it in a different way. They're like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a bunch of different factors that are, you know, causing this issue. That's fine. That's that's our take on it. But from the user's perspective, it is completely 100%. Whose well, fault is this? I what? Who do I blame? And then, you know, who do I pay to? And and basically? you have to imagine if they're out there comparing, they're comparing to something like Squarespace, right? Shopify, right, or Wix, Wix. or right, Ooh, any of them, right, and so. WordPress is a very big ecosystem with lots of third-party technology, right? And if you just go and set up a Squarespace site, you're not going to get the same functionality, but it's very simple in comparison. It can, or it can be. And Incidentally, that's, that's, I just it's checked it's last a, week, you it's can a perception. still not export your actual content from Squarespace, okay. which but is one of my baseline requirements for something. But, what we're talking about is a perception. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Well, I think it's, see, and this is the perception that I think it's so, why education is so important, because if they understand the difference between the back end and the front end, you know, as everyone should, um, if, we, <laughs> if we could make that clear, then it wouldn't be this problem. And I think what Suzette was talking about in that approach is something that we really need to get out there, and responsible developers need to take that step and not just say, okay, I'm setting this up for you, boom, here's your site, give me my money. If you're a responsible developer and you're looking to advance the the WordPress ecosystem as a whole, you need to educate your clients because the whole point of WordPress is that they are going to be doing a large component of it on their own. Otherwise, you wouldn't be giving them WordPress. You'd give them some proprietary thing if they didn't have to do that. So if they're going to be doing that, you have to be responsible and say, look, this is how this works. And yes, you can call me to do this stuff for you, but just so you know, if there's a problem, these are the components that are involved. Yeah, and it's not about not charging people because most of the time, especially small business owners, people want to pay for the solution. They don't necessarily want to do it themselves. But it is that perception and understanding, oh, it's not just you know WordPress, but it's a content problem or a plugin problem or a design problem with theme, that then they can start to understand even even more so the value of the service that the developer is providing. So and I think it so, helps everybody. So let's talk, let's talk about a, um, a clients who like to tinker. Okay, so I agree with Suzette. When when I when I first set up a client, I just give them a base install of WordPress, so I, they can learn they can learn just what's there, right? But you often end up with clients that like to tinker and they go research and they find a plugin that does something similar to what they want to do, and they'll say, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if we use the here's a plugin that's going to do everything that we wanted to do? Let's just use this, right? What do you right. do at that point?" So. I have it on my wall. I practice what I preach. It says <laughs> back up WordPress, and then it says make WordPress because I tell my clients back everything up before you touch it because if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. You know, so first thing first, back it up. Second thing is don't just go install random stuff. Do a little more research. Ask as many questions as you can. You know. Yeah, reading the documentation is is so important, and I under especially for my male clients, I let them know that um, they need to read the instructions. These aren't like optional. You have to read the documentation so you can understand what you're working with, because it's not the same thing as like just figuring out you know something you don't need, like IKEA furniture. Like you know, well, you should probably read the instructions. But again, but, I think those are those are opportunities for educating your client, right? When they yeah, find yeah. a plugin, that's, that's a discussion. Okay. Sure, let's discuss the pros and cons of installing that plugin, right? Sure, it's going to provide this functionality, but let's talk about what it could do to your website, and let's and talk also talk about what what problem they're trying to solve with that plugin. Because a lot of the times they they start to describe the problem, and they're like, "This is what I was trying to do with this plugin," and you're like, "Oh, that plugin doesn't actually do that, or it doesn't do that very well." But there's this other plugin that does that, and like twenty other things that you needed to do. So, you know, explaining it, having them articulate the need or articulate the problem can usually lead to better solutions um, yeah. instead of just like, let me slap this plugin in here for you, you know, and, and allowing the, the client to kind of lead the development process instead of, like I said, being a responsible developer well, and, and leading that. I, I think to your point, say, I think what it is is like you find out they're trying to install a plugin to fix a problem that was broken by a plugin to fix another problem that was broken <laughs> by a plugin. You could have just deactivated all those plugins and, you know, problem I, solved. I think that, hey, Russ, I think that's a business idea. I think you and I should go into business. We'll make plugins 
that fix other plugins. <laughs> so so we could just be like we could be like every antivirus out there and just Let's keep do it. viruses. That sounds like Windows <laughs> update. I think I think a lot of the problem that we'll this the next Norton. is that developers, especially kind of low I don't want to call them low grade, but I'm gonna for the sake of time. Uh, kind of low grade developers um, have this fear that if they educate their client, they're not gonna get work. They're not gonna the client's gonna suddenly be super proficient in WordPress and all of a sudden have no need to hire this person to do the work for them. And I think that that is an, kind of a, a scarcity mentality, yes, but it's also kind of an old school mentality that that doesn't really make a lot of sense here. Just because the, the client can understand the, the software they're using and they can you know manage the content does not mean that they will not call a developer well, when they need extra help. And I think it's important to to kind of get people to understand a, that. A, a quick way to say that is to the client is, is look, you can spend a little now or you can spend a lot later. It's your choice. I'd prefer you to spend a lot later, so I'd come <laughs> Yeah, it, but, well, no, it, but it, it like, works out fine for me either way. I think you know. it's about you have to educate your client, and then you explain the process, and don't just hoard the information because you feel like, oh, I know this, and if I tell them that, they're not going to hire me anymore. That's, like, that's you know, job security. You have that problem. Yeah, obviously <laughs> you don't have that problem. You, you and other high-end high developers have more work than is, is possible for them to take. But lower-grade developers still have that scarcity mentality that if they educate their customers, they are somehow getting rid of them. And I no. think, think that's really important to, um, to understand that that's not the case. They're still going to hire you. They're still going to need advice, and they're still going to need you know, a, a whole new set of training the next time Word 3 comes out or WooCommerce 2 or whatever the hell. By educating your client, you're establishing yourself as the, as the expert, and that's valuable. Yeah. It's that more valuable than, than it. We are <laughs> done with this topic. That's it. Yep. Um, thank you very much, all of you folks, for being on the show today. Make sure you go Ow. to our website, daypr.com. If you want to get a hold of any of these George. Books, you can um, check out our show notes that are on our website, daypr.com, and click on the links there to subscribe to them and be able to follow them on Twitter and such. So thank or you for being on the show. Us. See y'all later. Bye bye. <laughs>